Jesus said, Let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Every good endeavor is a gift from God. Here on Faith Marketplace Radio, you'll be inspired, equipped, and encouraged in your work as you hear business leaders share how their faith impacts their work. Joining us every Saturday at noon on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. For Faith Marketplace Radio, here are your hosts, Bob Lambert and Jennifer Villarreal. Hey, I'm back. This is Bob Lambert and my wonderful co-host, Jennifer Villarreal. She's back in studio with me, guys. We're... You know, it was kind of a lull there. She yeah, left me I'm alone back, for, for a couple months, and <laughs> so I had to take a vacation on her so I could get back and get some rest. And hey, we're back. Yeah, we're back. We're ready to go. We are ready to go. We have some great guests today. Yes, we do. Yeah. Who are they? Well, before we get into that, I actually yeah. want to give a shout out to eBiz Universe because yeah. they have been so awesome. They actually redid my website, salesfromtheheart.com. Mm. And I just want to give a big shout out to Thomas Bibby Varghese. Uh, he really helped me to reach that target audience of entrepreneurs and business owners so they can gain more clarity and consistency in their business. So big that shout out to cool. eBizUniverse.com. Yeah. And uh, he's working on some stuff for us. Yes. He's been really generous with us. So yeah. get out there and check it out. He's got some really neat stuff out there, guys, to help you out with your websites and everything else. Hey, I am so excited because in studio today, we have a lady that I met uh, months ago, months months and months ago, at a fabulous organization called Engaging Speakers. And uh, we got kind of introduced before that, and, and all of a sudden, I see this wonderful woman coming towards me, and she said, are you Bob? And I said, Yes. Well, I'm Amy, you know, so, and she's, Thanks, Bob. She, she's bigger than life. But I'd like to introduce you folks to our listeners out there to Amy Job. She is uh, a model. She's a speaker. She's got all kinds of things going. And she has also an author of Model Behavior. How about that? What a great segue in, right? Model Behavior. So welcome, Amy. Thank you so much, Bob yeah. and Jennifer. I so appreciate you having me on. It's yeah. a pleasure. Hey, why don't you tell a little bit of your backstory? Uh, you know, you, you, you're grown in a Christian family, grew up in there and all that good stuff? Go on. Well, I was raised in a church, but I didn't really live for the Lord. I had a kind of kind of a rocky upbringing in a way, and I really kind of went out there and went off the <laughs> deep end, if you will. So I lived a pretty wild and crazy lifestyle, went down to Auburn University, and it's the Bible Belt down there, <laughs> and I found Jesus. So wow. a friend led me to the Lord, which was really a good thing, around my 21st birthday, and really a life-changing experience. I had been uh, majoring in criminal justice, wanted to mm. be in law enforcement, worked for the FBI. And after I gave my heart to Jesus, I really had a heart to share him with others because it was the love I never knew. And I really found that unconditional love through Jesus and I wanted to share him. So I started working with youth. Yeah. So that's a little bit how um, I got into, you know, working with youth. And from there, I um, ended up getting uh, a degree in pastoral studies because I felt like the Lord wanted me to, you know, share him. And I wanted a degree in evangelism, but I went to Christian Life College in Mount Prospect, not too far from here. And they said, you know, Amy, we don't do degrees in that, but how about a degree in pastoral studies? So Mm. I earned a degree in that. And way back then, Daryl Merrill was one of my teachers, and he is a pastor there now. He said, you should write your life story. Wow. And so, yes. You know, we've never heard of anybody having a background like you before, you know, yeah. that you had a wild youth. Yeah. yeah. No, most people come in here, they're just really yeah, angelic, all, you yeah. know. That's they're not, not even no, us, Bob. No broken people, nothing like <laughs> that stuff, no drug, sex, <laughs> rock and roll, or anything like that. Not, nothing no. like that. You know, you're oh. just really, really unusual. Okay. Well, Amy, why don't you tell us a little bit more about the people that you like? 
like to serve? Tell us sure. who they are. So kind of for me in my 20s, I was working managing a teen center and I was doing triathlons and I thought that was my dream, you know, to go pro in triathlons, you bike, swim, run. And I got in two bad accidents. And so it kind of ended that dream and kind of just being going through your 20s, you know, like found Jesus at 21, trying to figure out what to do with my life. And I, I have a heart for young people. I have a heart for people in high school and college looking for their purpose. Why did God create me? What are my talents? What are my giftings? What do you want me to do with my life? And I think I really struggled. And I thought I had found that through triathlons and working with youth. And then after being injured, I really looked at my life going, what's next? And who am I? And I found a lot of my identity was wrapped up in that. And I really had to learn my identity was in Jesus. And mm. and through that, he gave me a new dream. And I got into modeling late in life. And it was kind of a miraculous story being I was 29 and starting a professional career in modeling. And, but God has so many cool plans and dreams for us. And I just want to help young people find those dreams. Because I feel like in our day and age, there's so much emphasis on outward things as far as, you know, success, money, this, that. And I think we're missing that big piece, you know, the faith factor and Jesus and just knowing him and, and mm-hmm. what our what our plan and purpose is in him. It's the most fulfilling thing. Yeah. Well, now I understand your book, Model Behavior, mm-hmm. uh, Make Your Career Path, Your Calling, Redemption, yes. correct? And so we are going to give away a few copies of that and mm-hmm. a few other things. So listeners, make sure that you write down this number, 224-404-1988. Text us with the keyword model behavior, whether that's uh, you're listening live or even to the podcast. Yeah. You know, I, what you said was kind of interesting because you said, I, I started modeling when I was 29, because that is a young person's game, right? Sure. But you, yes. you you really stepped into that with a lot of purpose, but there were mm-hmm. some challenges along the way with that, wasn't there? Yes, there yeah. was. I think, you know, just getting into the industry, I was like, okay, now what? I've already come out of this dark, <laughs> crazy lifestyle. I don't want to, you know, get back in. And I just met someone early on. The Lord led me to an audition, one of the first ones. And a lady there said, you know what? Your career will last you. And she held up her fingers like about an inch apart this long. They're this long if you get into drugs and alcohol. It's really a business. And that woman actually really encouraged me. She's like, you still look so young and you've got a head on your shoulders. You're a little older. So I really think you are well suited for this, especially in the Chicago market. So she really was a catalyst in helping me get started. And I did go to modeling school because I was a tomboy, you know, coming out (laughs) of triathlons and being raised with four brothers and, you know, the woods in northern Minnesota. I really needed some polishing. So it really helped to go to modeling school. It helped me build my confidence. I learned a lot. And, um, yeah, it set me up for success. But it still wasn't easy. It took me like a year and a half to break in. So Yeah, and I would assume it was challenging, like you said, that dark side, because you can get off the path pretty quickly. Yeah, that. you can. And, and you know what? Before I even started, I really got the approval of my husband. <laughs> I was already married, and I was like, you know what? God is most important, and then my husband. And if those two give me the green light, then I'll do it. And my husband said to me, Amy, you know, I always wanted to marry a model. So (laughs) (laughs) I got his approval. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Well, why don't you tell us a little bit more about some of the challenges um, that you faced um, even in in business? So I know you mentioned about the accidents. 
mm-hmm. and and how that affected you. But anything else like that you've currently facing in business? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, part of like being in my business, like you dealt with a lot of rejections. And I think going out and trying to audition for jobs and feeling like, you know, I'm I'm trying to, you know, win over this client or win over this job. And, you know, oftentimes you don't get the job, you know. And so in my industry, you have to face that. And, and someone taught me early on another model named June. She's like, Amy, you know what? Ultimately, God is your agent. So every job that's supposed to be for you, that's destined for you, goes through his hands. And if it's meant to be, you'll get it. Mm-hmm. And she taught me a phrase that I've carried on through life. Rejection is God's protection. So, you know, if you're being rejected by a client, be, being rejected by someone in life, and this could apply to many different avenues, maybe someone in business or However, you know, whoever is rejecting you, God's really trying to protect you. So Mm -hmm. knowing that he is just really guiding you and leading you and to trust him. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. He's um, protecting as we're continuing to move forward, even if those people reject us or those things that don't work out. Sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So tell us a little bit more about how you incorporate your faith and work. Sure. I was just kind of talking to Bob this morning. Um, just about how I pray before I go to work. And um, yesterday, actually, I was praying. I was working the IACP, and it's uh, International yeah. Association of Chief of Police. Right. And, uh, yeah, President Trump was actually speaking there on Monday, so that was interesting. And there was chiefs of police from all over the world and all over the U.S. And uh, I happened to see a couple of people from the SWAT team, and they walked up, and I was asking about their job and, you know, where they were the day before. And one guy was on the roof. He was a sniper. And the other guy was in the command center. And just the intensity that goes into that job and, you know, especially in Chicago. And so the one guy was like, hey, can I pray for you? He's like, yes, please do. Mm-hmm. And I just started praying for him right there on the floor and praying for his partner and for the whole SWAT team. He's like, please keep those prayers coming. We need them. And um, later in the day, I met another gentleman. He was the chief of police from West Palm Beach, Florida. And my friend Lori lives down there with her girls. And I said, I'm so glad that um, Hurricane missed West Palm Beach. I was praying for all of you. He's like, I'm so glad you were praying. He goes, will you please keep praying for us? He's like, we're dealing with some other issues down there. Mm. We could use your prayers. And I said, I sure will. I'll be praying for you. And I remember his name is Robert. So mm-hmm. I'm going to pray for them, too. I so. like Robert. That's a pretty good one. Yeah. yeah. Come on. It's Bob. I have to use Bob, though, <laughs> so you can spell it the same way forward and backward. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, I'm curious, Amy, you know, you, you mentioned a couple things when we had some pre-interview about some uh, early on, some episodes or things that you happening really manifest themselves. I remember something about you went to... Uh, one of the expos or something, and you lost your backpack or something? Yes, what okay, so about? yes, we were in Indianapolis, and we were working at an expo, and there was someone setting up our booth, you know, and he had said to us, me and my, my friend Annette, he's like, I lost my backpack. He was I just set it down here. It has all the keys to the booth. It has my wallet. It has oh, wow. the laptops. I mean, there's hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of stuff. And so we were like, let's pray right now. And my friend Annette's a Christian. We started praying with him. Literally, as we were saying amen, he looks down the aisle, and it's like three booths down. He's like, there's my backpack. It was sitting by a garbage can. He runs over there. He picks it up. He comes back. He goes through it. He goes, not one thing is missing. Wow. Wow. I'm like, talk about a quick answer to prayer. And it was so cool (laughs) just to see, you know. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, God in action. Now, he happened to be a Christian. Another time it happened, I was working an event for an auto um, manufacturer at a, in Naperville, and um, the guy had misplaced the, the lead for our, our booth, the keys to all the cars that were out. Oh, my goodness. And that was big. And I said to him, you know what, I'm going to pray for you right now. I'm going to pray that we can find these keys. And he's like, okay. And then uh, it was later that day, he said, you're not going to believe this. Someone saw the keys out 
in the field in a box. They were strewn out, but not one key was missing. Wow. That's amazing. Well, Amy, we definitely want to hear more when we come back. And we also want to be able to give our listeners some goodies that you have for them. So we're going to share more about what that is in just a moment. But make sure that you text us here at the studio. That number is 224-404-1988. Send that keyword model behavior or just model and you'll be entered to win. And we have something for everyone. So make sure you text us and say hi to Bob and I, too, when you text us. We want to hear from you. (laughs) We want to hear what's going on. We're going to be right back with Amy Jo. This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, we're back here. I'm Bob Lambert, host of, and my co-host, uh, Jennifer Villarreal. We're back in the chairs here. We're excited, and we're here with our special guest today, Amy Job, which is an author, a speaker, has her own book, uh, and as you heard before, she's a model, and said that's how her whole career, how she's really used that as a tool to get out there, and actually, it's your ministry, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah, it's yes. cool. Hi, um, you have some favorite Bible verses, obviously, as you came through. So um, you didn't weren't reciting those as a wild child, were you? No, I wasn't. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so well, tell us about that. What What are some of your favorite verses? Yeah, I love Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. For mm-hmm. I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you a future and a hope. And then also Second Corinthians four nine in my New Living Testament, it says, "We get knocked down and we get up again and keep going." And I think mm. that's so important for everyone in life, not just people in the modeling industry, but just right. out here in the world, you know. To not give up. Don't give up. Yeah, yeah. that's when you really get important. Don't get up again. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, now, because you were this wild child and mm-hmm. you grew up and had all this going on, I'm sure you've got some wonderful words of wisdom for young people now. Sure. Because you love youth and you yes. do a, a lot of what you do is with youth. Yes. So what are those words I would of wisdom say, be? Sure. I would say, like, don't be so hard on yourself. I think mm. for me, after I became a Christian in my 20s, I really beat myself up a lot. You know, a lot of condemnation, guilt, shame over mistakes mm-hmm. I made, and I would just like put myself in the doghouse. And I think, hey, don't do that. You know, if God has forgiven you, forgive yourself. And mm-hmm. I think of like how he says, I have separated your sin from east to west. You know, I've thrown it into the sea of forgetfulness. So if you can forgive yourself and pick yourself up and move on again, it's the best thing you can do because you're not going to do anyone any good in the doghouse. You know? So, <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> right? That's great. That's and great kind, wisdom. Yeah. And kind of along with that, don't be a perfectionist. Don't be afraid mm. to fail. I think yeah. a lot of my life I have struggled with that. And now as I'm getting older, I'm like, oh, well, if I mess up, I mess up. Better to go for it and fail than That's, is that is, Being in the modeling industry, mm-hmm. though, is that, is that uh, really something that affects a lot of them? Yeah, it's very performance-based, yes. Yeah, they're, they're it always is. comparing themselves to other people it and all is. that stuff. And, and you know what? I feel like a lot of times God would remind me, this is not about you, Amy. It's about me. You know, let uh, my light shine. Yeah. And so I'm like, Lord, you shine through me. Hide my imperfections and just let them see the love of God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Amy, um, why don't you share with us who inspires you? Is that is there anybody in Chicago or outside of Chicago? Yeah, I think when I read that question, I, I thought of my family. I know this <laughs> might seem funny, but my husband, Eric, has been amazing. We've been married for a long time, and he's been my biggest cheerleader, supporter. My kids, Ariana and Ashton, we've been through a lot together as a family and overcome. And together, we have worked with Team World Vision. So that's another mm-hmm. big organization that really inspires me. Um, we run for clean drinking water, and we've been a part of it for probably the last six years in some capacity wow. or another. And it's an amazing community group of people that go through struggles like everyone else, but somehow find the time to run or walk and raise money for clean 
drinking water on the other side of the world. So yeah, and you're also a fan of uh, Tyler Perry as well, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And moving on down. Yeah. You know what? I first yes. discovered him at Global Leadership Summit, yeah. and I ran out and I rented all the Medea movies. I admit yes. it. Okay. <laughs> I know. I, I mean, there is different actors I look up to, and especially lately, I just love what he's doing down in Atlanta and opening all those mm. studios. And I was reading an article that he is hiring former drug addicts and former felons and giving them a second chance, and he's going to open a home he said for like people that are you know been involved in human trafficking and homeless people and he's just doing so much good i mean he's really being the hands and feet of jesus so that is awesome that is fantastic yeah well is there anything that you do to encourage the people that you work with amy so first of all why don't we back up and just tell us a little bit more about those people that you work with and then how do you encourage them yeah, it depends on what event I'm doing. Sometimes I do a book event or sometimes I'm speaking or sometimes I'm at a trade show. So I'm at different events, but I always look for ways. You know, I pray before I go, God, just use me. You know, how can I help someone? Maybe they want to get started with modeling. How can I help them with next steps? Or they want to get involved with writing and publishing and, you know, helping them that way or saying, hey, reach out to me and I'll send you the stuff that I have. And so I'm always looking for ways to do that or even pray for people. Yeah, isn't that amazing mm-hmm. how he connects us? That's amazing. You know, before I go out to events, I just say, Lord, you know, how do you want to use me today? Yeah. Who can I serve? And yes. it may just be that one conversation in that moment, mm-hmm. or maybe it's a continued relationship. Yes. Um, but yeah, that's really amazing. Do you, do you get, I'm curious. Do you ever get mothers coming up? That, since I know you had a modeling background, do you mm-hmm. ever get mothers coming up and, and getting seeking your advice? For yes, the, for yes. Daughter I've met with son? a lot of people over the ah, years and okay. helped a lot of people. And then what I feel like in turn that people have helped me. Mm. So, yeah, you pay it forward. You know, it's like the golden rule. Do unto others as right. you would want them to do unto you. So I've helped a lot of people, and people in turn have helped me. And I share well, a lot about that. What's the most common question that they'll ask you? Is you know, one? my daughter wants to get into modeling. How do I get started? Ah, okay. Or can you tell yeah. me how to get started? Well, mm-hmm. let's um, let's let's talk a little bit more about the resources you mentioned. Yeah. Sure. Us about um, and you have some some goodies for our listeners as well. So, can you tell us what everybody is going to receive when they text us here at the studio? Yes. So, I have a a list of st- of discussion questions. So, people that want to read my book and do it as a small group or as a book club, mm-hmm. I've put together an eight week. Um, discussion questions so you could do it as a group and it would be a lot of fun so yes if you text in i will get you that resource you know there's a pdf and then you have a chance to also win an ebook or a hard copy book so i will also have I those love as giveaways. and what's the title of the book um, model behavior make your career path your calling that's great. Mm-hmm. That's and so great. make sure you text us here at the studio. That keyword is model behavior. And that number is 224-404-1988. Again, that number is 224-404-1988. Yeah. And we also are, are letting people know they can just text us in that same number with the word gift because we got lots of swag here. We you do. Know, we got lots we of We have cool a lot stuff. of stuff to give away. Yeah, we have a lot of stuff to give away. <laughs> but you so. have to say hi to us or send yeah. us an emoji or something. We yeah. want to hear from you. So yeah. whether you're listening to the <laughs> podcast or live, make sure you text us here. Absolutely. Um, you know, one of the things that I noticed that you had in um, as we went through this, and I knew this from when I had a conversation with you, cause, and you kind of hinted to it a little bit as a time boy. What would you say was if somebody said, something's amazing, cool, interesting, uh, you know, about Amy, what would you tell them? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I said I can still do the splits and I can still climb a tree. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm always like trying, like, what can I do for 40? You know, yeah. like that I could do when I was younger. So I was a gymnast when I was younger. And ah. yeah, just growing up in the woods. And yeah, yeah I'm always trying 
showing my kids. So like, you pass that along to your kids? Yes. Oh, okay. Like sometimes like, okay, let's go out and do some handstands or let's go out and do some cartwheels in the backyard. Yeah, so we, we do it together. They keep me young. Yeah. Would you encourage your children to go into modeling? Yeah. In fact, my son is going to be doing a modeling job coming up. So yeah, yeah for Nova Nordisk next month. Yeah, so he's going to be doing that. And my daughter did someone choose younger. So I'm not like pushing it on them. If they yeah. want to do it, I would say do it. But, you know, my daughter's like super smart and she's in the medical academy in high school. And that's kind of the route she's going and she's beautiful. But I'm like, hey, if that's what you want to do, go for it. I want right. to support them in their dreams. So, yeah, she I'm not. She might have to do it just to get herself through school, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, it sounds like you have a lot of experience in the industry yeah. and yes. helping others. So what are some of the main things that you talk about when you're um, doing these speaking engagements? Sure. Um, I talk about different things. So it depends on, like, I have something coming up, um, a MOPS group I'm going to be speaking to, and I have a talk called Do It Afraid. So I feel like a lot of times in life we have things we want to do and that we're excited about or we even feel like God's tapping us on the shoulder to do something, and we're like, how can I do this? Who am I to do this? You know, maybe I'm not pretty enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not educated enough. I don't have the right contacts. And I felt that way, too, growing up, you know, not being from here. And I feel like, you know, if you have God, you have Abba Father, he's your daddy, he can open doors for you. So, and he can give you the confidence. If he's called you to it, he can bring you through it. And I say that in my book. I love and, it. Yeah, so he he's will. to you, he can bring it through. Yes. I love that. That's great. Do you have any upcoming speaking events at all? Yes. Actually, I'm going to be uh, speaking at the Huntley Library. So that's my local library. It's mm-hmm. a local author voices. It's going to be on November 9th at 10 to 11 a.m. I'm going to help people get started in the business and also tell them keys that help me to be successful in the industry. I'll be selling books there and signing them as well. So Huntley Library on November 9th. Okay. And let's say they can't make it to that. Where else can they find you? Well, they could come to my website. It's amyjobe.com, and you can get lots of exciting information and blogs and info there. Um, you could email me, amyjobe at yahoo.com. I'm on Facebook. It's Amy Robnick, R-O-B-N-I-K, Job. That's my mm-hmm. maiden name. And Job is J-O-O-B. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then it's, I'm also on Instagram, uh, at amyjobe one. So uh, J-O-O-B. She's yeah. got it all covered. <laughs> yeah. Man, oh man. I'm working Jeez. on more, but yeah, those are a few. <laughs> I can barely get through the, you know, LinkedIn, let alone anything else I'm doing. It's just like, really? Just, yeah, how do you remember all that? I know. You know? Oh, just got just mind. You know, in this, when you when you target this, Amy, obviously uh, your book and, and speaking, and you really have a heart for that. <clears throat> so if you, we got a listening audience out there. How would they? How what, what would be some of the themes, or how would you say to them? Here's some of the popular things that people want me to talk about. Because I know you said you mm-hmm. have a lot of women that come to your thing, and yeah. maybe older yes. women too that come to it. So, yeah. what kind of subjects would you talk about with them? Oh man, I've talked about all different things. You mm-hmm. know, like sometimes I'll talk about you know if it's like a church setting, I could mm-hmm. talk about prayer. I could talk about our son was diagnosed with special needs. I could mm-hmm. talk about you know being a special needs family and how to keep your marriage and family strong through that. Um, I've done a lot of fasting, so sometimes I'll talk prayer and fasting or, you know, maybe just how to bring your faith, you know, like into your work, like we're, uh, we're discussing yeah. right now, you know, right. or how to find the purpose that God has called you to and to walk that out. So those are some of the things I may talk about with women. I think about with young people, I've, I've spoken in schools in the past and I've talked about interviewing skills and I've talked about bullying and self-esteem and, you know, those kind of things as well. So. Well, who should really focus on getting your book, Model Behavior, Make Your mm-hmm. Career Path, Your Calling? Who's who's your audience yeah, for that? Yeah, I think that, you know, college age is great and also just going on up to, you know, middle-aged women. I know men have read it. So I think people that are just starting out in their careers or maybe people that are going back to school or people that are starting a second career, you know, or anyone that just wants inspiration 
mission to bring their faith into their work. Yeah, I love that. And what's written on the t-shirts that you're giving our listeners? Oh, yeah. I have uh, something I like to say is like, bring it on, God, let the adventure begin. So one shirt says, bring it on, God. The other says, let the adventure begin. I love it. Yeah, I love that. Well, make sure that you text us here at the studio. That number is 224-404-1988. Whether you're listening to the podcast or you're listening to us live, you can text us. That keyword is model behavior. Hey, and we want to remind you to get out to our, our website, faithmarketplace.com. We've got all the podcasts out there for the last six, well, over six years. I think we're over 600 interviews now, uh, yeah. Jennifer. And uh, just get out there and check us out. Also, uh, there's a donation tab out there. That's what this ministry is about. That's how we do what we do. So if you uh, have a heart for it, you got a few pennies out there, you can throw our way. We'd love it. We're going to be right back with our next guest, Simon Wilfs. This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, we have a real special guest. He uh, flew in here all the way from across the pond, uh, and uh, I'd like to introduce you to Simon Wilts. He is the Executive Director for Christians Against Poverty, or better known as CAP America. Uh, he's going to tell us a lot about that, So, um, and you'll, you'll, you'll recognize that he's uh, got a great accent. I love that. That's Ladies right. like that, too. Thank you, Welcome, Bob and Simon. Jennifer, for having me on the show. It's <laughs> yeah. a great privilege to be here. Yes. Hey, listen, why don't you tell uh, the folks a little bit about uh, your background, because uh, you've you know, been in, grew up in England, right? That's right. So, yeah, originally from the UK, but I've been around the world. I work for our organization in New Zealand, mm-hmm. back in the UK for the last six years, and then moved out in March this year here in Chicago, Illinois, and about to experience the first winter in <laughs> Illinois. So I'm slightly nervous, but I'm praying I'm going to be okay. Well, when we were out in the green room, folks, he was telling me about the fact that he just got back from San Diego, and he was really coming back into this weather, and he's kind of really questioning, why did I pick yeah. Chicago? It's the people, Bob. It's oh, the that's people what it was. Illinois. And Come the food. On. Right. The restaurants the food. are great out yeah, here. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, Simon, why don't you tell us a little bit more about Christians Against Poverty? Yeah, thank you. So Christians Against Poverty, we've been around for nearly quarter of a century now, started originally in the UK, hence the accent. But really what it is that we do is we equip churches to reach out into their community and help people that are struggling, people on the margins, people on low income, and really saying, how can we help them? So we help people in financial crisis. We have debt censors. We have cap money education censors. Uh, and at our heart as well, we're evangelists. People say that really what we are is missionaries dressed up as kind of um, financial helpers. We are evangelists who happen to do a little bit of poverty relief on the side. It's local church reaching into its community, helping people just as Jesus would have done. And you told us it was it's a big organization. Why don't you share with the folks how big this is? Yeah, well, like I say, I mean, in the UK, where we're originally right. from, we have our head office with about 300 Christians working at it. Mm. And then about 1,200 staff around the country in those churches reaching out to their communities, helping people. So that's just the UK, then Australia, Canada, New Zealand, and now this amazing operation here in the US with our first headquarters here in Illinois. Well, Simon, we can hear this passion in your voice when you're talking about Christians Against Poverty. Where does that come from? Tell us a little bit more about that. Well, really, I mean, it kind of comes from the story of our founder. So he was an amazing guy. You talk about marketplace. He was a businessman in the UK, building finance companies across um, the country Mm. and then lost everything in a recession. He was an entrepreneur, lost everything, house repossessed. And in the midst of that, 
It was a pastor that reached out to him, helped feed his children and shared the gospel of Jesus Christ. And it was through that that he radically became a Christian. And a few years later, wanted to give back and started this amazing organization. And um, yeah, nearly 25 years later, you can see what happens when you step out, follow your passions, follow God, and particularly reach people who God has a heart for. Who's their founder? Uh, a guy called John Kirkby. So yeah. he is, um, he'll actually be in Chicago uh, in the next couple of weeks sharing his story. He'll be out next year as well. An amazing guy. He was down with the Queen last year. He was given what we wow. call uh, a commander of the British Empire. So a really humble guy. Uh, but um, God has done amazing things through him. And why we encourage you to, yeah, just follow follow God. He will do amazing things through very ordinary people just like us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How did you, what inspired you to get involved with this whole thing? Oh gosh, well, I was a young man. I, I wanted to follow God and um, really do something for him, but I did a law degree. And at the end of that, I thought, gosh, what do I do with my life? And came across this organization when it was very small, about 20 people back mm, then. Okay. And you could just sense that the vision of God was on this thing, that um, God was behind it, the leaders were visionary. Uh, and I just gave my life to it and said, I want to follow God into this. And then I guess 17 years later, here I am sat in a, <laughs> wow. in a studio in America with a great testimony of what God can do. Yeah, that's uh, and, and life's changed. It's all about the lives, really, the people that the churches help and the, the poor and needy, the people that are struggling, that are brought into community uh, through local church and finding Jesus as their personal savior. That really is why we get out of bed. Well, I can in the understand why you didn't want to be that barrister wearing that silly wig. They oh wear well, that there. I still I still have that temptation. So I put I put that on when I go home. But yeah, <laughs> le- less about that. Well, we have a uh, actually a radio program that's affiliated with the, with a station here called Lawyers for Jesus, and uh, I think that'd be kind of he'd be an interesting interview for with John, right? Yeah, definitely. Well, Simon, why don't you tell us a little bit more about um, possibly some of the challenges that can come up with. Um, you know, just what you do. Well, when you pioneer something new and launch, I think the the most important thing is to get the message out, which is kind of what we're doing here and really explaining what you do and uh, the unique things that you bring. And, and I would say that America is an amazing place, but quite a crowded marketplace. So you've got to be really good at kind of sharing your message, explaining why you're different. There's loads of great things going on here in America, but CAP has got something unique to add into this, um, to the mission field, to what churches are doing. So I think it's a challenge to really work on what you do and explain it well so that people can kind of grasp what you do. Now, how, how long has it been available here in the U.S.? Well, we've been here Just, six months. That's so, it. Okay. Yeah, we, so, we are at okay. the very early days. of. We've got our first church signed up to be a debt outreach center, about another five churches doing our mini education. So churches are starting to get on board and we're soon going to have our own stories of lives transformed here in America and that's the most exciting Yeah, that thing. is exciting. Yeah, so yeah. if you did have to ask um, any of our listeners or maybe somebody that could possibly help, what would you ask them for? Well, I, I think the main thing we're looking for is churches to partner with. So mm. basically, if you're sat there listening and saying, hey, we've got a real heart for our community, we go to a local church, we... We know the gospel. We, we need a way to take it and to reach people that are struggling on the margins. And really, that's what we do. So our website is capamerica.org, nothing um, fancy, capamerica.org slash partner. And that's where you can find out a little bit about our services 
Uh, and we just want passionate Christians that just want to reach people and, and need a tool to do that. Yeah, and that's CAP, so capamerica.org. And you've got uh, some goodies you can talk about, right? Yeah, so Simon, why don't you share with us what we're going to be able to give away to our listeners. So make sure that you get your phones out right now and you text us to 224-404-1988 and you can use the word um, Cap America or Christians Against Poverty. Uh, send us an emoji, whatever you want, and we'll make sure that you get entered into the raffle. So, Simon, what are our listeners going to get? Oh, yeah, we've got some great merchandise, uh, <laughs> any good organization does. So, yeah, we've got, I mean, we've got a really good pack of um, a devotional about God's heart for the poor and a testimony book, really inspirational. It'll make you weep when you read it and what God has done in people's lives. We've got that for one listener. We've got um, a green piggy bank so you can save up your cash <laughs> and a cat mug for another person. And because I'm English, I brought some of the very best English tea that we want to give away. And this is a royal seal of approval on right, this tea. Yeah. So if you want the best tea, yeah. then get in touch with that, us. That, hey, that's that, he's got a swag bag here, folks. Mm-hmm. I got to tell you, so you better get on this. What's that text? What's, the, what's that number again? Yeah. It's 224-404-1988. All right. All right. Hey, look, you know, being from across the way, uh, obviously you'd have some cool, amazing things, you know, that would you, you would do or that people would know, wouldn't know about you here. What would those be? Oh, gosh. Well, I like to think that I'm a bit of a secret agent in my uh, downtime, <laughs> but I'm anything. But um, I have been known to jump off tall buildings, usually attached to a piece of elastic or a zip wire. So I, I have bungee jumped off the original ever bungee jump location but I'll, I'll be wow. honest, it was more of a kind of a, a slow collapse off rather than a jump. <laughs> but there's no video to prove it. So when I tell people I did that jump. Wow. Well, I, I think you and Amy have got a lot in common. You know, she climbs trees and jumps, <laughs> you know, does aerobatics, you know. And uh, yeah, that'd be quite a class act. Well, maybe we have a, a fundraiser for the two of you guys where you go out there and do the, the Amy and Simon show, you know. Yeah, yeah. And we will not be jumping. We will <laughs> be right down here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, at my age, I don't think, I don't, I, I, even getting off a chair sometimes. Oh, you know, my can, goodness. That can be a little challenging. Well, Simon, can you tell us a little bit more about Cap Money? You know, how is that different um, from other budgeting courses here in the U.S.? Yeah, I mean, there's some amazing tools here in the States and we're in awe of them. They're great friends of ours. I think what we do is we really slow down what we do and we do one-on-one hand-holding, really simple things for people that are living on the margins that can't do it for themselves. So between the two things we do, we're often in people's homes working with them or Mm. we are doing really simple things and and it just has a great effect on people's lives that are often alienated, isolated, alone and we're bringing them into church community and giving them that kind of hand up, not a handout, but helping mm-hmm. them to be able to do it for themselves. And, and that's why it's very different, really, from some of the other things here in the state. Now, are you equipping the churches or personnel within the churches to do some yes, of this? and that's okay, the power that's of it. Do. It's churches okay. reaching out their place for such a time as this. They mm-hmm. know their communities, and then they're bringing pa- back people into the life of that local church. Can you share us a story about that, of how some churches, you know, have partnered with you to help their community? Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you about maybe a story of a, a local church and, and one of the, the people that we met, and I won't tell you her name, but we, right. we found a lady, and I want to tell you what it's like to be re- really in crisis debt and financial crisis. This lady was in, in such unmanageable debt she couldn't feed her children. Mm. She asked a friend, how am I going to get the money to pay for the food for my children and for their clothes? And her friend said this. She said, you need to sell your body on the street mm. to get money. And this is in Western society. This is the kind of thing that people are dr- being driven to. She actually considered it. She wasn't a Christian. She cried out to God. She said, God, give me a sign if you're real that I do not have to do this. 
That very afternoon, a local worker from the church from Christians Against Poverty popped round. They walked into that house. They took the love and peace of Jesus Christ. They prayed for her. She never experienced anything like that. She, wow. They found that she had no furniture. The church went in and they gave her all the furniture and then Cap stepped in, took the creditors off her back, helped her come up with the plan to become debt-free. She's now in church worshipping Jesus Christ and we're seeing generational change. Can you imagine her children growing up knowing that their mum was doing that and yet she's got dignity? Mm. That's because of what debt does to people but the power of Jesus Christ, the local church reaching out, getting up off its backside and saying we're going to do something. That is what CAP yeah. is all about. So where are they going to reach you guys at? How are they going to find out more? Oh, well, get to our website, capamerica.org. It's all on there. Right. Come and find out about it. I bet it. you can't tell he's not too enthusiastic about this. <laughs> I, I love that story. I love that oh, passion love that, that you have there. Yeah. That is awesome. Hey, listen, you want to stay, w- stay with us here for our next se- segment. We're going to pull a roundtable conversation together around, do you keep a steady course at work? I think we've heard some pretty amazing stories today, so just bring back with us here. Also, get out there and check out our website at faithmarketplace.com. We've got podcasts out there for six years and and uh, donation and all kinds of stuff. So we're going to be right back with Amy Job and Simon Wilf. This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, we're back here again with our special guests, uh, Amy Job and Simon Wilst and Jennifer. We're going to jump into a subject here. Do you keep a steady course at work? And uh, long-range goals are accomplished through short-term actions. And I know you're a big purveyor of that, Jennifer, that you, when you're coaching people, yeah. is to those little short goals to look at the bigger one. Set the big one, but, you know, yeah, make focus it Focus and break those three goals yeah. down and work those out over the next 90 days. And I know you know about that also, Amy, because of your background as a triathlete and have the discipline of an athlete and all those kind of, what, what kind of things would you share with our audience about this subject? Yeah, I think, course? like... For me to keep a steady course, like whether it's been through my athletic goals or through modeling or even writing, it's like, it's kind of like you said, you have to do something each day. Mm-hmm. But first, every day I try to start out my day with the Lord. I try to get up early. And even if it's really early, because if I have mm-hmm. to beat a job early, it still pays off. It's like, put him first, pray, read the word. And that really helps me to get my day set in the right direction. And then I think doing something each day towards your goal. So we used to be with the writing, I would set my timer. Mm. You know, so maybe I'm going to set it for an hour and I'm going to write for an hour. Or if it was, you know, training for a certain race, whether, I've, you know, training for a marathon or a triathlon, you know, staying steady and doing it even when you don't feel like it. A lot of times mm. your emotions and your feelings won't line up, but you just do it anyways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Boy, well said, because, it, you know, you got, can have a lot of excuses. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm not doing so. Simon, how about you? Because you've been at this for a long time. This takes a steady hand, you know, be able to do this stuff. Yeah, it does. And I, I love the verse that this is kind of based on. And I think one of the things in there that people need to take note of, it says, run the race set before you. And I think there's a heck of a lot of people out there running someone else's race or wanting to run, and, and you can't sustain that. God has given you the race to run, right. give you the resources to run your race, so do that. And I think the other thing in there, it, it, it does say run, and I think some of us don't like that word, we're afraid of running, but you know we're not called to 
maybe like you, Amy, do triathlons, but you know, God has <laughs> called us to run at what he's called us to do. Mm-hmm. So can some of us just get running? Because he will then meet you in it. But come on, let's get running towards those goals that God has gifted and, and, and given to you. Yeah, I know that uh, with my clients, that's one of the things we have to keep steady on and and also continue to keep refreshing and reinforcing what it is they're doing. Because, you know, the, the days go by a week, go, it's particularly in sales. I mean, you can get down and get beat up pretty good about something because a lot of rejection, you know, and those type of things. Mm-hmm. So it's that encouragement and, and just keeping them going. Like uh, the exercise coach, you know, and how mm-hmm. they keep me on track, you know, then I've got a time that I've got to be there. I love them. They're 20 minutes, you know, yep. each. A great. We've had them on the show here. They've been, they're terrific. Kevin and Carol Coleman. Ke- Kevin and Carol yeah. Coleman. And it's a nationwide franchise. You can yeah. find the exercise coach near you as but, well. But I love it for our age. You know, it's 20 minutes. That's mm-hmm. it. And boy, you get a great workout. Twice a week. Twice a week. Yeah. And that's it. But most yeah. people don't believe that. But, you know. Yeah. Okay, Kevin, you owe me a, you know, owe me a couple sessions here, buddy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, even just breaking this down, um, what you said, Amy, into small increments each day. So we actually had Nettie Owens on from. Right. Uh, and I was in her group. Um, it was like momentum focus group, and I might be messing that up. But where we focused on action for 15 minutes each day, mm. and by the end of that month, I was actually able to launch my Unshakable Confidence Club because I just focused on that. So right. I launched that group program. I had been thinking about it for years and didn't do it. And like you were saying, Simon, I wasn't honoring where the Lord was leading me in that time. And if I would have done that when I hit some health challenges for a few years, mm-hmm. my business wouldn't have been affected as it was when I was working one-on-one with clients. So we really need to walk in that obedience or as you say, run. But maybe I'll skip a little bit next time because running is not my thing. (laughs) Amy, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, that's so cute. Yeah, I I totally agree. It's just like bite-sized pieces, you know, and so maybe you don't have an hour a day. Maybe you have just 15 minutes, but it's just like making yourself do that and disciplining yourself. And I think for me, I try to be prayerful because sometimes people have different ideas on, hey, you should do this, you should do that. And so Mm -hmm. I like to pray every morning and ask God, you know, what do you want me to do today? What are the main things you want me to get done or, you know, and making sure those things happen. And so kind of just being led by him really helps too. There's spending that alone time with him yeah, and getting that guidance. Yeah, definitely that guidance. And I think there is also something about being in fellowship or in community with other people and not going in this alone. Sometimes we can't see that. This is where mentors or coaches, Mm -hmm. you know, other people come in. Um, Simon, what do you think about this? Yeah, I mean, I think there's that famous phrase, we all know that you kind of overestimate what you can do in five years, Mm -hmm. underestimate what you can do in 10 years. And I think it's that that slows down progress and stops us running because we run and we feel like we're not getting anywhere. And God so often in the Bible is saying to us, you are getting somewhere, you just got to wait for that fruit. So sometimes you've got to run through when things are not happening and being faithful with those 15-minute increments or whatever it is on a daily basis. Just keep doing it. If you do the right things long enough, we know that as well eventually the fruit will come. Yeah, Chase after God and not that that money either. And Mm -hmm. I think it's particularly challenged now in the zero of digital. You know, there's a lot of crazy things out there and it's instantaneous everything, you know, instant gratification. And and I think that's a real challenge that I'm seeing for people to stay focused on one thing for any period of time. And and that's what we're talking about. And so I'm like you. I encourage people to take it in small chunks. Uh, if they know what their biorhythms are when they're at their peak or when they're at their best, that's when you should probably take on the biggest challenge you have. Uh, and again, not try to block out a, an hour because, again, most of the people I deal with are small mid-market businesses and they're terribly ADD. Mm-hmm. And so it's like everything, oh, yeah, I think mm-hmm. I do this. and Because I know I, I suffer from that myself. Yeah, you know, but if, if you I'm do 15 doing... minutes, yeah, then exactly. you get into that zone and then you yep. can focus a little bit more. But I love what you said there, Bob, about focusing and sometimes also fatigue. Fi- 
fatigue can come into place, right? Yes. And mm-hmm. so uh, I invested in a mattress recently. <laughs> <laughs> because let me tell you, I wake up more energetic too, and I'm waking up earlier. And so we have to pay attention to our bodies as well. What do you think about that? Yep, absolutely, without question. That's why at my uh, young age, I have to be out there exercising and doing a lot of things that maybe as a younger person, I, I was taking for granted. I wasn't yeah. doing those things. So definitely, uh, and I know you got to get into, especially the stress everybody's under. Amy, I mean, you got two young children, or yes. you got to get up and you're traveling mm-hmm. all the time. So I'm sure you subscribe to some of this stuff. You got any tips about that too? How do you, how do you keep <laughs> steady at this thing? Yeah, I think like you said, have some rest and some R&R. Mm-hmm. And I, I know we talked about fatigue can set in. And so what do you need to do to recharge? And as yeah. I'm getting older, I'm really trying to make myself rest, you know, like mm-hmm. trying to make a rest day and make a family, you know, night a week or a day. And then even like having date times with my husband, Eric, and trying to do those things on a regular basis to recharge so you don't get burnt out. You yeah. Know? Do you have any routines you do, Simon? I guess, yeah. I mean, the main thing as well, it's physical recharging, it's mental recharging as well. I think mental mm-hmm. health is a wow. huge thing in yeah. today's society. And I don't think as Christians, we're immune from that. Oh, yeah. So I think you've got to really take care of this stuff. And, and, it, and it's whatever is for you. So some people, it will be running. For other people, it will be just sitting on the couch for right. half an hour. Will you just do it? You're, it's okay to do it. It's okay to stop because it, as you stop, you can then recharge yeah. and do the run-in. So that mental health piece is Yeah, uh, is slow down bit. to speed up a little mm-hmm. bit. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I like naps too. <laughs> I feel like you should be taking one, you know. But, uh, naps, I don't uh, think you sleep, Bob. You yeah, just are yeah. just running on energy nonstop. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, yeah. I, I, the good Lord's blessed me that way. Yeah, I, goodness, I love it. I mean, you know, it's, it's uh, I've just been blessed. I can't, yeah. I can't say it any other way because I, you know, I just seem to have this. But I love what I do. Yeah. I think that's the other part of it. Mm-hmm. If you mm-hmm. love what you do, you've got Christ in your life and you're centered on that, and you keep your eye on the prize. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. And you're serving people through the work that <clears throat> yeah. you do, mm-hmm. and you allow God to work through you and with you, and you're yeah. working for him as well. So, yeah. Amy, you're so passionate about what you do. Can you tell our listeners, again, how they can get in contact with you? Sure. Probably my website would be good, and that's amyjobe.com, or you can email me, Amy. Job at yahoo.com. Reach out to me on Facebook or Instagram. Yeah, and Job is J-O-O-B. That's yeah, correct. Right. Thank you so much, Bob. It's, it sounds like the biblical Job, and they're going to yes. get that what they want. Simon, <laughs> how about you? How are they going to get a hold of you? Yeah, we're just on capamerica.org. Okay. Reaches on there. Get some materials. We've got a free copy of our book that we give away to anyone that signs up. That's called Nevertheless. And yeah, just find out about it. Yep. And that's CAP, so capamerica.org. And then you can also text us here at the (laughs) studio. So whether you're listening to this live or the podcast, make sure that you text us. We have some great gifts to give you. That number is 224-404-1988. You can send us the keyword gift or you can send the specific ones today, which was Model Behavior or Cap America. And we want to remind you to come back again and visit us every Saturday here on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. We're at Faith Marketplace every Saturday at noon to 1 o'clock. We beam out all over the world, so download the app. You can hear us from anywhere. I don't want excuses. You're out there in the, you know, the football field or soccer field. You're out in the mall. Okay, so join us next week. Thanks for joining us for Faith Marketplace Radio, here to inspire, equip, and encourage Chicagoland's Christian business community. Faith Marketplace is on every Saturday at noon, right here on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Listen to past shows anytime online at faithmarketplace.com.